0: Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on my show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. Electrolytes are important to everyone, especially if you hike or you work out or you do yoga like myself. I've been dehydrated before, and cramps are very unfun, especially in Downward Dog. Element is a electrolyte drink mix, and it has everything you need and nothing you don't. Element is so sure you will love their product and come back for more that they are offering you a free Element sample pack. That's eight single serving packets free. Just cover the cost of shipping, which is $5 for U.S. customers. Get yours at drinkelement.com helpmebeme. This deal is not available on their regular website. You have to go to drinkelementcom element.com slash help me be me and that is d-r-i-n-k-l-m-n-t.com slash help me be me element offers a no questions asked refund you can try it totally risk-free if you don't like it share it with a salty friend and they'll give you your money back no questions asked you have nothing to lose Hi, friends. It's Sarah May, and this is an episode I'm calling "Bad Relationship." It's really about if you are in a relationship that you know is bad, and kind of, or or you're suspecting that it's a bad relationship, and kind of how to start to arm yourself or work your way out of it, I guess. And maybe you don't want to work your way out of it yet. This is just some insight based on my personal experience in bad relationships plural This kind of uh reminds me of the quote said by maya angelou when someone shows you who they are believe them the first time similar topic here i think we often ignore red flags and bad behavior because we see the potential in someone and we think we can love them enough or support them enough and that that person will come through eventually as we see they are possible you know like we see like oh this is the version of them that could be and if I can just help them see that eventually they'll become that that person I dream of or you get glimpses of it and then you get addicted to that glimpse like you have such closeness or such intimacy and like it thrills you so much you get that chemical gush and you have such intense you know like you you mind meld and then you you feel like your souls are intertwined and And then you just can't let go of that dream, even though there are all these other red flags that are popping up or things that just don't feel right to you or don't make you feel appreciated and coveted. And by we do all these things, I mean me. (laughs) I mean, that was the way I was pretty much up until I had a divorce that like destroyed me. And that was, I think, over 10 years ago now. But that relationship broke me down and leveled me so I could, I had I was forced to basically see again like I really had to be jolted into seeing people truly and I think a lot of us are um, unable to really accept like the feeling we have inside and the ideal we have of this person like the hope the dream and I did that countless times like I did that throughout you know my early dating career I always thought I just can't believe they like me I feel so lucky and we also, you know, might really genuinely like that person. Like we might even love that person because their good parts are great and we don't find that often. And, you know, so we get enchanted by those sparkles because they're so shiny and they may have so much of what we think is great. But at the end of the day, a bad relationship and a good relationship comes down to our core values as a person. And those are just innate and what we are capable of enduring from another person without destroying ourselves it also comes down to whether or not this other person is capable of loving us and following through with what they say they will will do you know and what they promise so outside of an emotionally healthy relationship where words are your love language i would say words matter very little when it comes to a good relationship. So whatever they are saying to you and whatever they are promising they will do does not mean anything. It, it really comes down to what they do. That's it. So with that top of mind, I have three parts in this episode, the what, the why, and the how, the tools. And I will say, if you're like a little bit nervous about listening to this, or you're like really ambivalent about even going into something that might unravel that kind of addictive tight hold you have on this relationship, for whatever it's worth, friction creates positive change. I mean, I've seen it countless times in my life, you really need to seal the holes on the boat so you can sail straight. And so I would say it's better to see them and fix them than keep slowly sinking. Because the damage that a bad relationship does to you, it's just I mean, you can't even tell, but it's, it disorients you in the rest of your life as well. It creates drag on your being. So with that three parts, the what, the why, and the how, the tools part one, the what Bombas mission is simple to make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. And their socks are so comfortable. I mean, they feel like they were like tailored to your foot. They feel very, just like a hug, like a foot hug. That's what it is. There's a pair of Bombas socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options like comfy performance styles for every sport and activity that keeps you moving. Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight, so they just hang right. Go to bombas.com slash helpmebeme and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot helpmebeme for 20% off bombas.com slash helpmebeme. When the cats in my extended family are happy, that makes me happy. We don't always know if they are healthy, but helping us know that the cats are healthy is just one reason I recommend Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illness in cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Pretty Litter helps to keep the cats in my family healthy and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com and use code HelpMeBeMe for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com code help me be me for 20% off. Prettylitter.com code help me be me. So the what? A relationship where things are bad and there are things that compromise you, worry you, that you feel are a little fucked up, that you know that they're bad. and yet you kind of ignore it or you stay in it. Maybe the other person, you suspect they're cheating, but they promise to change or they've talked their way out of the things you've caught them in or you're just unable to get clarity on whether or not you guys are even in a committed relationship. Maybe you've ask them if they're cheating on you and everything is always vague or you're not allowed to ask them questions they get enraged if you ask them questions maybe the person has some kind of serious issue that is really not sitting right with you and you're ignoring it you know like they have some sort of addiction there's some sort of behavior that makes it so that their life is a little bit unstable maybe they are dishonest and you avoid confronting them, or maybe you do confront them. And then they've blown up so much that you don't want to anymore, because it means you guys are not as close anymore afterwards. Or maybe they're just erratic. So they like go through periods of time where they don't reach out to you anymore. They don't answer your phone calls. And then when they come back into your life, it's like everything should be instantly back to normal. And you shouldn't feel like you are allowed to be upset that they just dropped off the face of the the world for, you know, a week and a half or something like that but whatever it is it makes you feel really bad and you feel like it's getting worse because you're just kind of tolerating it on a loop and now you're in this kind of bizarre state of acceptance like well this is the way it's got to be and you might find that they say things that are like um you know you (laughs) You're, you're just crazy you're being possessive like you can't ask me about my business that's my private life or you have trust issues this is you being just a crazy uh person who's too clingy whatever it is or maybe their answers are just so vague like they show up like you were supposed to have plans and then the, you didn't have plans and they just act as if there's no reason that you should that that should even be a topic you know like they haven't mentioned where they were and they're not going to volunteer it So just know that like omissions are also lies. So not volunteering where they were or where they stayed or not feeling like they need to say that they are not sleeping with other people, or if they are intensely jealous and like suspect you of sleeping with other people, all those are things that probably feel a little off. Like something's wrong. This does not feel right. This doesn't feel like a healthy relationship. And yet, always you'll feel like it's your fault like you're the crazy person or you feel like fearful of having any of these needs and so oftentimes you probably push these down in your mind and you just decide to have another happy week together another happy date together or I just want the closeness again I just want I just want to feel that exciting thrill one more time so I'm not gonna bring it up which brings me to part two the why I think we let fear remove us of our own power and autonomy and it's that it's a strange mind fuck of a thing because in that feeling like it's like we we don't want to lose something but in that fear of losing something we are losing our our right to say something you know it's like we're losing our ability to see reality and also have a sense of control or any sense of autonomy in the relationship it's like we're voiding our rights in that practice of just allowing things that are bad to happen it's like we make it a norm and to ourselves you know and so in that practice we are teaching ourselves like this is what I do and this is what I tolerate and this is what I deserve we also um in that practice of like just learning helplessness in the face of that, we are losing our ability to escape what is really dangerous to us and not good for us holistically. It's not rewarding to us at all. It doesn't make us happier, at all. But we're so like attached to that fix, you know. So you can end up in a relationship with a person you hate and feel incapable of leaving it because it's like this fear, this like weird definition of what loss will mean is embedded in the back of our minds. Like, well, but I can't though. I just can't. And we, it's like part of us is thinking like one day again, I'll get that love. I'll get that fix one, one more time. And often we get lost in also the logic of, the relationship. Like, we'll get lost in those mind loops of logic that the other person weaves, and we can't help but believe them. And then we'll feel completely unjustified in all of our feelings. So, you might get talked out of your anger, or you might get made to think that you have no right to ask for what you want, or you might end up feeling like crazy for thinking what you think or suspecting what you suspect. So, you might feel yourself constantly feeling guilty for asking someone where they were or feeling guilty for crying because your feelings are hurt. And when that happens over time, we just get more and more used to not trusting ourselves. And that little alarm bell that's like in the pit of your stomach just starts to mean nothing because you've, you you know, ignored it so many times. And then you just, it's like when it goes off, you're like, no, but I'm wrong though. But I don't know though. it's like you'll, so I just want you to think about that feeling of like something. Am I crazy? This doesn't make sense. Am I crazy? It's like such a specific feeling of dizziness, and the the answer is like no, you're not crazy. That that alarm bell is true, and we just have to rem, we have to teach ourselves to listen to it again. I'd say with bad relationships, often we have really healthy reasons for staying in them, and when we don't act on something like that gut reaction of like something's wrong and we stay in it at the cost of ourselves, it's because a large part of you wants to have this in your life for a very healthy reason. So often with people, it's like, so because you want to have a project in your life, you know, and I say project because I'm guessing the majority of this relationship is bad. It's like a huge time and focus and energy suck. But for example, if you don't feel happy in the rest of your life or you feel depressed in the rest of your life or you don't feel great about yourself as a person alone this relationship takes away all of that all of that suffering you know so it's really about this pro this quote project slash relationship being a really powerful painkiller of sorts it's not something that's in your life to make you happy and thrive it's just to make you feel pain relief And then the other half is also that it gives you those bursts of euphoria when things are good. It's like it gives you that gush, that thrill that we continually chase. You know, I just want one more hit of that drug. I just need one more hit of that drug. And that drug is what makes us think, I can get that happiness again. I can get into that dream state one more time if I just hold out and deal with all this other bullshit. I think we also rationalize the feelings away because we are, when we are, we know deep down that we are incapable of leaving a relationship and we don't know what to do with that information, like we don't know what we are going to do to solve that problem. We'll just rationalize in our conscious brain just because what else are you going to do except powerlessness? To accept powerlessness is to feel like devastated and crushed and impotent in your life, you know? So we may have thoughts like, well, what else am I going to do without this? Be alone? No thanks. Like no one else is on the horizon. And like, you know, I am i don't have anything else I'm working on. So all of these things become a reason to just stay the same. And so you might tolerate and tolerate and push away the worry. And then things progressively are getting worse. And you're betraying yourself a little bit more and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And then you have, unbeknownst to you, grown really good at eating shit and now that you can't taste it anymore it's like your tolerance for fucked upness has gone way up so where you were at the beginning of the relationship you is nothing compared to where you are now in the middle of the relationship and I would say this is when we become capable of really dangerous stuff because we can't hear that ouchie bell anymore you know it's like it's ringing but like we just we lost the ability to sense it's true and even though it's inside of us and it's very much it's so loud it's ringing all the time but like when you act against your values for such a long time it's, this is when we start to erode our our own sense of truth like we erode our own awareness of who we are and our self-respect and with that our identity so it's like you know when you act in reaction to someone else constantly it just makes you into a person who has no power and it's it's humiliating on so many levels to them to other people but most important to you so if you are stuck in this relationship and the person on the other side has basically gotten to that point where they are doing whatever the fuck they want and you are taking it i want to think i want you to think of it like you are a drug addict and you really have to look at this like i got to kick a fucking drug it's just as powerful and when we can approach a rel- a bad relationship from this place we can start to help ourselves figure out the right tactics to start to rebuild enough strength to get out of it. And like, it starts with just realizing the tiny building blocks of autonomy, like through this practice of just treating this, like it's just a fucking chemical reaction taking place in my body. This is how we start to remember us versus them, we can trace that outline, we can remember our truth, and see them as this other thing that has affected us. And we can take steps toward aligning ourselves with what we want and what we value once again. But when you're using a drug, as I said, it so far has been helping you with something like relieving pain. Therefore, it's essential that you also figure out some ways to work on the pain itself. Like there's other pain in life that also needs some helping, whether it means you're starting up with a new therapist, trying a new uh, treatment therapy that you've read about, anything that can help you in any kind of uh, chemical areas, you know, in in terms of your brain chemistry. It's, I mean, this is really, in its sense, giving you uh, a tool or it's giving you this thrill and this gush. And When you are trying to chase that high, we really need to give ourselves support in replacing it. So, know that the longer you stay in this state of powerlessness, over time, the worse you will feel about yourself. And having no power in your relationship and having to beg for crumbs, it sucks. It's not fun. It's not rewarding. It does not make you happy. And you never get what you want. You may get the promise of it, but it never arrives. So I want to ask you, are you happy staying here? Are you happy as it is right now? Or if there was like a magic wand I had in my hand and I could just wave it and free you from this with just one little wave, would you choose to do so? With that, here's part three, the how, the tools. Ana Luisa makes sustainable and timeless jewelry. I personally like it because it's perfect for everyday wear. One pair of earrings that I got is, it looks like porcelain. Ana Luisa is a great gift for a friend, a partner, a sister-in-law, a daughter. They're versatile designs that are perfect to mix and match and wear every day. They also make perfect pieces for stacking. So get yourself and your loved ones the perfect gift with up to 40% off. That's up to 40% off at shop. annaluisa. slash help me be me Anna Luisa is spelled A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. That's shop. slash help me be me for up to 40% off. I know you'll love them. This new year has been all about health for me. Way more yoga, also eating a lot cleaner, and part of that is due to Factor. Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen prepared meals that are so delicious, you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor also saves me time by delivering chef-crafted meals to my doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep, not to mention cleanup. They're very yummy, and my kids like them too. I mean, what more could you ask for? They also offer vegan and veggie meals, cold-pressed juices, smoothies. So head to go.factor75.com slash helpmebeme120 and use code helpmebeme120 to get $120 off. That's code helpmebeme120 at go.factor75.com Slash help me be me 120 for $120 off. Did you know that over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega 3s? Rituals essential for women 18 plus multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the Non-GMO Project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication. No shady stuff. I also just enjoy the website. It's super easy to use. If you have a monthly subscription, the shipping is free, and you have a 30-day money-back guarantee, easy cancellation, and they show you when it's eligible for FSA and HSA reimbursement. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash helpmebeme and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash helpmebeme. Okay, the tools. The first tool I'm calling gaslight goggles, and this is for seeing the truth. So I'm handing you a pair of goggles, and I, I'm just gonna mention to you that you may be talking yourself out of seeing a lot of the situation because that situation is inconvenient, and you don't know a solution, and also you've learned powerless. You've learned powerlessness over a loop of behavior repeating. So when someone demonstrates with their actions that they are not on the level with you, you may demand that they be honest. You are allowed to tell them to tell you the truth. They may tell you that you are crazy for challenging them and that it's your problem for not trusting enough, etc. So here's one way to hold on to the truth and see what is really happening. These goggles, all they do is reduce the person down to kind of a silhouette and they remove their actual words and they just turn it into actions. So we're just going to look at them through this lens. So for example, here's a situation. This person is not telling you where they are. They are avoiding responding. What can we see? We're squinting through these goggles. We can can see a person who is not telling you things for a reason. They have a reason for not telling you information. When a person is showing you they are hiding something, it's because they are hiding something. A person who is not hiding anything does not hide anything. All right, let's look at, look at another common scenario through these goggles. Okay, the person is flirting with other people. They keep context with, contact with their exes and they have intimate conversations or more than um, neutral conversations with them. And when you confront them about them, but they tell you that they love you and that you don't love them enough to trust them. And now let's look at this through the goggles. What can we see in this behavior? We can see they have fuzzy boundaries that are not accountable and they are not clear. We can also see that they are not uh, responding to your issue and your desires as far as boundaries go and that they're not respecting your boundaries. And we can also see that they are telling you your issues are your problem. They're pushing it back onto you instead of acknowledging that the problem you have brought up is upsetting to you and responding to your need. They have pointed at a different problem. So this is gaslighting. Here's another scenario. The person says strange things that don't make sense and their words are not aligned. They're, they're scattered, they change direction, they leave you feeling confused. Things they say do not leave you with clarity, they leave you with confusion. And what can we see with this? We can see that this person is not helping you see the situation clearly. Either they are doing this deliberately to confuse you or they have some kind of mental illness and they are not grounded in reality. One of those two things. If things don't make sense, it's because things do not make sense. Here's another scenario. They're telling you they're honest. They are telling you they do not lie. And they also in the same breath do not answer questions or give you clarity or give you any um, answer to your questions. If what do we see through the goggles? We see they do not want to give you clarity. They do not want to answer questions. They do not want to respond and give you the information you need. It's that simple. Everything gets super crystal clear because when you can look at all of these communications as just simply actions like behaviors, they all have a goal. And your, your main purpose is to not get lost in the words. We really have to back up and squint to see what's really happening. If you don't know where you stand with someone, that is because they have deliberately not made it clear. That's not an accident. It's not a lot to ask to know where you stand. It's like asking where the bathroom is at a restaurant. It's not bad or good. It just, it's neutral. It's just a a complete neutral transaction of information. That's it. It's not bad or good. To a person that wants to be in a relationship, it's not a bad thing to ask at all. To a person who wants to avoid the question of a relationship, it's uh, something they will avoid answering because they don't want to let go of the thing. They want to have their cake and eat it too. But at the end of the day, the truth exists. If you want a relationship and you want commitment, that is a truth that exists, period, period. As you know, it's not good or bad. It just is something that's true of you. If you are in that situation, looking for a relationship, I remember just wanting to assume everything was good, you know, and I wanted to assume that the other person wanted what I wanted because I didn't want to ask because I didn't want to put pressure on them. You know, like I was thinking like, oh, but it's gonna rush them or make them feel crowded or make them feel like I'm clingy. But that's not true at all. That's true to a person who doesn't want that. But in that action, I'm delaying the inevitable. And I'm also basically agreeing that it's okay for them to not want that and that they're allowed to do whatever they want in me just agreeing to lie to myself, you know? So if you're doing the same thing, I just want you to know all we are doing is delaying the inevitable and, in and via that, we're kind of creating drag on our life, like our life's course goes like, like just veers off on like a very slow derailing, like tangent. It's like putting yourself on pause. It's almost like saying like, I'm going to take a year off to go do some drugs. And I'll get back to my life plan after I'm done doing drugs. It's like, <laughs> we never do enough drugs, it's just like a way to like put your whole life on pause and delay the inevitable. As I said, my main point in saying all this is you could have a relationship that does make you happy where the other person wants exactly what you want, but you have to say first, I choose to have that relationship, the one I want, and nothing less. And then your life aligns behind that goal, you know? So it's like, I'm just going to go to that one place only. That's the only place I want to go. And then eventually you get to that place. But we really have to be clear and say to ourselves, like, I do want that. I want that thing only. And that's exactly what you get. All right, the next tool, dissect the medium. So I want you to dissect the byproduct of what the person is saying. This is specifically for gaslighting. Like, does them saying whatever this thing is result in a certain outcome? Like, what is the actual? If this is like a maneuver a machine makes, what is the byproduct of this action? Like for example, does saying this thing they're saying to you result in you feeling more clingy, more desperate, more insecure, more um, apt to not bother them? So is that medium targeted at you and what you do and don't do right? You know, like it's this is really about just looking at the clear motive in the act Of what they are saying to you and doing you know or is it completely without motive i just want you to take apart the message as an action like what is their inherent goal is the inherent goal true communication or is the inherent goal in making you feel like you have no rights Because you'll, if you can just look at everything, every communication from this vantage point, you will see that they are deliberately trying to get you to do a certain thing with the things they say and how they say them and how they deliver information. All right, that's that tool. Next tool is called case study. And this is for those instances when you feel like, wait, what? Am I completely losing my mind? I thought we were doing, I thought we were doing great. I thought things were here and all of a sudden they're not there and I'm on a completely different page and like, or if they dropped off the face of the earth, like what happened? How did everything change in like night and day all of a sudden? So this is case study. Ask yourself in that instance, was this true a week ago? Was this circumstance accurate to where we were one week ago? So you might be completely overwhelmed by an exchange you have with this person. Maybe you feel like you've been totally off about everything. When we feel like, wait a minute, am I fucking crazy? That is a result of gaslighting. So just if it's not a week ago, maybe think back to three days ago, you know, were things totally different three days ago? Was the truth they explained to you? Was there a different baseline, different shared version of reality three days ago? then you are likely on the receiving end of someone who is either completely in emotional chaos and having some mental issues, or you are deliberately being misled, you're deliberately being manipulated for the sake of being controlled, quite simply. And know that no matter what situation you're in, you are not crazy for thinking what you think, you are not crazy for believing what you believe, and you are not crazy for feeling what you feel. And it's it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence, not just chance. It's something in reality is making you feel that way. All right, the next tool is called the list of neutral clarifiers. So these are not good or bad or needy or not needy. There's no tinge to it, there's no, it just is. It's like asking, like I said, where the bathroom is in a restaurant. Do you ask the person do you have do you guys have a bathroom things you can say in your relationship to get clarity if you have no clarity and this is neutral it's not clingy it's not desperate it's not anything it's just neutral you're just asking for information here i'm just going to give you some quotes to say you can say i'm feeling anxious and confused it would really help me feel safe and also i really want to protect my health i just want to know explicitly are we Uh, in a committed relationship are you sleeping with other people I am not it's totally neutral another one to say I'm not sleeping with other people or seeing other people are you it's fine if you are I just want to know because that is not something I'm comfortable with and it just means we're not a match another thing you can say I would like to be in a committed relationship I'm not down with polyamory so if that's your jam I just need to know now Another thing you could say, I really care about my health and I don't want to get an STD. I'm also not comfortable with open relationships. Are you seeing other people or are you sleeping with other people? Another thing you can say, just so you know, I would like a committed relationship. And if you're not into that, I just want to know that now. Are you looking for a commitment? I mean, these are all related to commitment. I feel like that is one of the most common issues I personally see is when a person, one person does not want to be in a a polyamorous relationship and their partner does and they're vague about whether or not they are doing so. And when I was in a relationship that was like this where there was a lot of gray, I recall hoping and there were nights that I just really wanted to know and I was just, I didn't ask, but I wanted to hope. And that is self-delusion. And you are in that moment accepting the gray, which is basically like pretending that the boat isn't sinking. But all you do in that is... Compromise yourself. You betray yourself. You pretend the truth is not the truth, which all it does is take your life away from what you truly want. And I will also say, with my most damaging relationship, that there were things that were said to me by other people about this person. And I didn't, for some reason, I was like, you do that thing where you're like, but maybe I'm different. I'm going to be the one that changes that person. They, they are allowed to change course in their life. The track record matters. So pay attention. Listen. Also pay attention if they met you in a way that was very um, not on the level. You know Any behavior they have demonstrated to you is behavior that is most likely to be repeated in your relationship with other people. It's like we all really want to believe in the hope of somebody But unless that has been demonstrated in their path as a person, the change has been demonstrated, then it's not something you can rely on. All right. The next tool is called running start. I talk about this with all of my clients, but it's so important to get a running start on this kind of change in particular. So think of it just like you're replacing an addiction. It sounds weird but you kind of have to get high in some other way, you know? So things like exercise, lots of newness, socializing, filling in the other interests in your life so that you can have a sense of energy. And I have shit going on in my life. I have stuff, I have people. I have so much to live for that's great, you know? And I know this is difficult or more difficult when it comes to just COVID stuff, But like, and if you're in a remote work setting, but whatever it is, just... Try and go all in and force yourself into getting into group settings when you can be around other people who are not this person and also indulging in you time. That's like a huge part of just getting so much momentum and change on your side to make your brain really feel like this is, I'm getting movement, I'm getting traction. So, whatever you can do to get your body and your mind and your schedule motivated for this change do it like we're building a running start all right the next tool reverse role model i want you to draw upon a belief of you that someone else holds of you and just see the truth in that like use yourself as a role model like a former self or a version of yourself like your best friend your best oldest friend or a coworker, or a family member who knows you as you were, who knows how valuable, or cool, or smart, or amazing, or the all the cool things you've done, all the selves you've been. And just basically, you want to remember this archetype, and kind of build back from that. See that self as true, and kind of revisit them via something that reminds you of their essence, you know, like, Maybe it's uh, an old concert t-shirt or it's like a, a playlist or I think the best version of this is this tool is to like make plans with this friend or this person and go to a place that really reminds you of yourself and just have a very concentrated hangout so you can remember you minus this powerful and dangerous drug, meaning the relationship. All right, the next tool is called the loss fallacy. So we all have the capacity to be without this person in our life, but we just cannot bear to believe that has to be from this place of pre-loss. But in reality, we are creating a much worse pain in our imagination than will exist in reality. Like the actual pain of the loss and being without the person is totally doable and within our abilities. It's just before we've pulled off the band-aid, we're like, no, it's going to be too. I can't possibly bear it. But I would guess that the pain of this being in this life is so much more painful than it would be to move through the pain of the loss. And so I just want you to you're, – you're in the bubble now. I just want you to hold tight to this concept, this truth, that maybe you are much more equipped than you think you are to be without this person in your life. It's just really that illusion and that fear – of losing the drug. That's it. It's like if this person minus, minus the drug is not so potent or meaningful in your life, it's just like that chemical response is the thing where you're like, I can't possibly live without that. Procrastination is something that happens to everybody. You know, some days you wake up, you're ready to just get going and other days you just can't seem to focus. Thesis makes Personalized supplement formulas that are specifically designed to boost cognitive function. They're based in the science of nootropics, which are natural and powerful ingredients like caffeine, ginseng, and B12. They increase productivity, focus, energy, and mental clarity. So you can feel energized without the crash, and you can cut through brain fog and think clearly. Right now, Thesis is offering our listeners 10% off your first starter kit when you visit takethesis.com helpmebeme. Go to takethesis.com slash me to take this quiz and discover your unique nootropic combination and save 10% off your first starter kit. That's takethesis.com slash me. Make sure to use our URL to let them know we sent you. All right, the next tool is called true prescription. I think another really important factor is in all of in this whole situation, is if we can only do what we can do at any given time. <clears throat> so if you logically know that someone is not right for you, but you cannot seem to get yourself to stop spending time with them, it may be because this relationship is solving a problem in your life. So I just want you to think of it from this angle. This thing, this drug in my life is giving me some solution. What problem is, is this solving? So this is a journal entry. Maybe it's giving you um, something to distract yourself from other things in your life. Is it giving you an excuse to stay small? Is it giving you an excuse to not work on yourself? Is it giving you a reason to stay the same? Or is it unconsciously confirming a belief system that you have about yourself? For me, that was very true. I was totally just acting out the limits that I saw I had or what I deserved in my life. So is this relationship maybe because um, you don't feel like you deserve more or it feels too confrontational um, to to go for someone who is better and healthier and more rewarding to you? I think it's a weird confrontational feeling. Like once you start to date somebody who is absolutely emotionally ready and capable of like being intimate and being present with you it feels a little bit intense like you're like whoa 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 whoa, I'm not ready for that so maybe that's an unconscious thing that's happening I just want you to explore this topic in your journal and see like what are my real reasons for having this relationship knowing that it's not something that makes my life better but like what is it doing for me maybe it's just giving you that really strong hit and you're just kind of like it gives you something to be excited about and addicted to. So it's like, oh man, I can't wait to do that drug again. That's, I mean, that could be just it on its own, you know, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. Just want you to think on all of this for a little bit. All right. The next tool, the I hates. I mean, this is kind of a counterintuitive thing I'm asking you to do, but one thing I think it's really important that we in particular have to practice if we're in relationships like this is really Practicing being mad and holding tight to the things that make us unhappy about this relationship. So I would just, as often as you can, practice saying the things you hate about the person, the things you hate about the relationship, the things that make you unhappy. Because it's like, yeah, that's that's probably the majority of this relationship. It's like there's a certain time in a relationship where the balance tips from I'm getting half good things, half bad things to the majority of this is bad. I'm, I'm more unhappy than I am happy. And that's when we can really see truly that the disadvantages outweigh the benefits and that we actually truly in all of our fibers want to move on from it. So that's, this is really just about practicing being conscious of how much unhappiness it does bring into your life so that you can actually take action toward ending it. All right, the next tool, fall in love with reality. I think it's (laughs) it's a weird way to say it, but like when we can just really embrace the truth of our situation and just see it for what it is and just hold tight to what it is, we can have a greater sense of autonomy in the face of relationships that we are abusing and addicted to like a drug. Even if we're we're choosing to stay in that relationship, it still allows us to keep our sense of self-respect a little bit more intact if we can just see it and hold tight to the facts of reality while we are in it. So you know, for example, saying like, "Fuck it, I need a hit. You know, I need to like just take a break from the rest of my life, and like it's worth it to me to just dip my toe into this relationship for uh, one week longer." like in that I'm completely aware of the circumstances. I'm not I'm not lying to myself and saying like, "But maybe it'll be a great relationship." I'm just saying like, "You know what? Right now I need this. I still don't trust the person that's still they're still lying to me and it's still it is what it is." It's almost like visiting, you know, a dead person in some ways. Like you're it's like a ghost. You're with the person, but you're not really there. That's kind of like a, a mentality you can have just to keep yourself safe and keep your both feet planted in reality and when you can stay there and just really hold tight to the truth you can act accordingly and protect yourself I think it's also just helpful to write down a summary of the facts of who you know this person is and just keep it somewhere like in your journal so you can hold tight to it and not get lost in what they say to you you know so Because it's so uh, just like enchanting and like we want to believe it. We want to just get lost again in the loop of the relationship. But that just, it takes you away from what you need to do to take care of yourself and also what you need to do to keep the relationship in check. So it doesn't help any of our goals to get lost in the lies. So I think really hold tight to like the facts of who they have demonstrated they are to you in your past with them. So if this person is lying and dishonest and they are sleeping with other people or they're flirting with other people, accept that, see them, see that they are this person and just hold on to that information. Hold your cards closely and then you can still, you know, interact and get your doses in if you need if that's what you need at, at this point in your life sometimes we just need to feel you know a little bit of release once in a while if the rest of our life is a shit, shit show so you, you can just think of it like you're visiting this person who's are who's dead or, or if it that metaphor freaks you out maybe it's like you're visiting a person who's in a, a mental hospital or something like that um, and your job is just to not get in their head not engage and it with their story Just stay in your head and your body and know why you're doing this. It's like, I'm going to get my little hit and then I'm going to get the fuck out. Just keeping your autonomy intact. That's the goal. All right, the next tool is called the dream. One thing I ask a lot of people to do in this stage of a shitty relationship is just to allow yourself to paint a picture of your dream life and script it out minus this person just a generic dream life and imagine like what all of the things you actually want look like because we get so chemically kind of addicted to the this loop that we have when we're around this person not to mention there's the chemicals that are released when you have sex but we start making our dreams and our hopes isolated to this one story and then with that they just kind of get warped so it's really important to pract- to push yourself to practice having other dreams that are not this. Even if you can't emotionally get behind them just yet, just start making them, you know? I, re- I recommend having some version of this visualization. It doesn't have to be a vision board, um, but maybe it's, you know, a photo gallery in your phone, or maybe it's just a journal entry. And I would say that's helpful because when we are in a loop and when we are feeling like we have no power we feel trapped it's like our creativity we we we're so we live in reaction so much that our ability to imagine other is kind of reduced so it's helpful to have other imagery or other input from outside of us like you know grab an instagram photos or something like just so it allows you to think bigger than just your routine, what you have been reduced to in your everyday life. So quite simply, have dreams of how you want to feel in your life, what you want your life to look like, all the things you want to do with your energy and your love and your happiness. And the last tool, familiar one, but super important if you don't have it or if you haven't updated it in a while, write the love list. I've put this in many episodes, but just have a list of things you want in a relationship. Values that are important to you. Any and all things. I want trust. I want commitment. I want someone that treats me like a prize. I want a person who shares my interests. I want a person who takes care of their body. I want a person who isn't addicted to substances. I want a person who has a career. I want a person who is kind, etc. Just Everything you can think of right on that list and continue to update it because your priorities will change. Especially if you go through hell in a relationship that demeans you. It's like you might add a couple of new things that you never thought were important to you. I think it's a very healthy thing. I know some people get superstitious about this, but it's it's not about um, saying that like you will only choose this person. It's really about you just knowing and owning what it is you actually want. Because I think we don't, when we don't make that conscious and we don't think about it, we don't really know. And everything is kind of a gray area. And we're like, well, I don't know, this person might be cool. And it's like you're not even thinking consciously about all the things that are required for you to actually feel happy. Like, I know personally for myself, for me to feel happy, I need my partner to not be see, seeing other people or sleeping with other people. That's just who I am. It's just the truth and there's no nothing I can do to change that. That just is. And, and the same will go for you. There are things about you that just are and they're not good or bad. You just have to know what they are and then respect them and listen to them and then find a person that aligns with that so you can live a healthy and rewarding, sustainable life, hopefully with a partner you love. So those are all my tools. I really hope this is helpful. Hope for those of you in particular who reached out on this topic that this is will help you in your current situation and um, before I close I just want to thank my latest sponsors crystal a new patreon sponsor thank you so very much and anyone who has the means uh, donations and sponsors really help out this show if you don't have the means I totally understand if you could leave a review or uh, a heart on soundcloud or a review on itunes that would help me or just share it with someone that you think it could help In closing, we can only do what we can do at any given time. And I know it's not helpful to just tell someone like, get out of that relationship. Just get out of it. It's a bad relationship because sometimes we just can't get there. It's like we might make consciously want to, but we can't mentally just snap our fingers and get there. We really have to figure out the keys, the logic keys that unlock the awareness That we can actually move our bodies and move there. And then we also have to give ourselves enough tools that we can apply and apply and apply and apply and apply apply until we start to give our bodies like the momentum and ability to start walking in the direction we want to go. So it's like the combo of the tools and the logic keys. And I will say like if you're in a casual relationship that's shitty, don't take that lightly you know because it redefines your opinion of yourself it it'll kind of like rearrange your entire life without you really noticing it so don't just you know explain it away like well but it doesn't really matter cuz it's like this is a person treating you in a certain way and when you start to get healthier and distance from a relationship like this that's when you are actually able to see how bad it was it's like we get used to being in it and then once we're outside it, of we're like oh fuck that was actually really bad and it was not fun it was not rewarding did not make my life better at all but like from in it we just think like well but maybe I won't get anything better maybe this is the best I'll ever get maybe it's not that bad I think we're just we talk ourselves into tolerating more and more and if you start to doom and gloom just remember whatever you are expecting to be the worst, you know, like whatever your version of how bad things will be, you will always be wrong. Like whatever you're visualizing for wherever you are, your imagination is always wrong because you can never guess your life plan from the place you're at now and that's a great thing because such great things, greater things are in store for you when you choose to honor yourself and when you listen to your highest self. And As I said at the beginning, friction is how positive change happens. So I hope this is helpful and I send you my love and strength and hope and anything else I can send you. Don't forget to smile.